0: the times I've been binge-free, which at most was ever two weeks, it was because I got really good at preventing urges. I really got good at never allowing myself to become bored, never being home alone, not keeping any tempting foods in the house. My fiancé was like my full-time babysitter, which was a bit of a drag for him, but I never get the urge when I'm with another person, so it kind of worked. It was exhausting, though. If I'm realistic, I know I can't do that forever, but when the urge comes up, I feel like I've failed. I'm just not going to win. This urge is more powerful than me, so I might as well go for it. Hit the drive through get the donuts, and try again tomorrow. Heidi paused, and I interjected. So it sounds like preventing urges was effective, but hard to keep up. And when an urge does hit, you don't fight back. You just figure today is lost, and tomorrow you'll start again. Bingo, Heidi said. I just needed 12 times as many words to say that same thing. I reassured her she's doing her job by just talking freely, and it's part of my job to be able to distill a lot of thoughts and emotions down to clear problems and help with potential solutions. And the essence of what she was telling me was that she had been giving up instantly the moment she felt an urge to binge. Maybe in the past she had struggled with these urges and tried to resist them, but these days she just assumed an urge meant it was another binge day and she went right along. I said to her, I think we've got a big old bullseye then on the most important skill for you, Heidi. Rather than thinking you can prevent urges and recover from binge eating that way, let's expect them and let's plan on not only putting up a fight, but actually winning and coming out stronger. No one quits smoking, for example. Because they just stop craving nicotine. They had to feel cravings and manage them without lighting up a cigarette. And binge eating or emotional eating is no different. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating Podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. One thing you've probably learned about me is how powerful I feel language is. Throughout my books and my podcast, there's a lot of suggestions on switching the words you use to help actually improve your motivation, your resilience, and even your happiness. A couple of examples my clients know are part of the Georgie lexicon. Instead of saying, I was starving, try saying, I was very hungry. Starving is a high drama word, implying desperation and even danger from lack of food. Thinking, on the other hand, I'm hungry or very hungry, is part of helping you stay level-headed and act rationally. Another episode of the show had us question overuse of the word exhausted. Like starving, this word often comes up when people are describing the state they were in just before they binged or overate emotionally. When we say we are, quote, exhausted, it's often part of giving up on doing anything else, and it extends through the rest of the day. Throw in the towel, we're done. But maybe you aren't completely unable to do anything. I mean, if you were 100% exhausted and unable to expend any effort, you would be too tired to binge eat. If you get in the habit of correcting yourself to say, Okay, I'm not exhausted, I'm tired. It acknowledges your state, and I don't want you to deny your feelings, I just want to help avoid over dramatizing them. But saying I'm tired leaves open the possibility you can still do things with adjustments, or that you can have a brief rest and feel better. As in, I'm tired, so I'm gonna walk instead of run. I'm tired, so I wanna sit down for a bit before I start making dinner. See how that's more helpful. Anyhow, the new language shift I have found really powerful this week in working with my clients was to stop using the word urge so much. I mean every book on binge eating, every Facebook group discussing the topic, the word urge is used in practically every sentence. I use it often too. It's part of the common language you use to talk about binge eating. But recently, I've gotten the idea that we can actually do better. Urge is pretty much the only word that's used to describe the process of binge eating coming to mind, along with a pull to act on it. And what I've noticed is how much power that word, urge, imbues. I mean, urging someone to do something is forceful. It's persistent and strong what if we just called it an idea? As in, I got the idea to binge. The idea came to me. It doesn't sound so strong, and it sounds like the sort of thing you have a choice over. Again, I fully appreciate how difficult it can be to handle the idea once it comes into your mind, if you strongly feel like you desire to binge, and it's an ingrained behavior. But really, it is just an idea. A mental fabrication. A dance of neurons. It's not a separate entity from you that's taking you over and forcing you to do things against your will. It's an idea. If you own it and you recognize that it's one of many, many ideas or thoughts that come to you every day, I think it's a helpful perspective shift in choosing not to stay under its thumb. I can't even count up how many bad ideas I've had in my lifetime. I mean, come on, you have too. But I bet that at least 95% of the bad ideas that all of us have had, we didn't act on. I mean, I've had the idea that I would just love to throw hot coffee in my boss's face. Bad idea. I get to the top of a tall cliff when I'm hiking, and for just a second I think, what would it be like to jump? Definitely another bad idea. And when I'm driving behind someone, and they're going unreasonably slowly in a no-passing zone, I see myself and my mind just go roaring around them on the left when there's no oncoming cars. Bad idea again. I get these ideas, but I don't do them. I bet you have lots of examples, too. And the idea of binge eating may come to you, but it's just an idea. Ideas don't have power I first mentioned this concept to a client who was far along in her recovery and she had not binged in months. During our coaching call, she used the word urge in a way I don't usually hear it. She said, I was feeling urgy before dinner, so I got out carrots and hummus. I asked if that made her feel better, and she said, yes, right away, which led me to suggest she might have simply been hungry. She paused and said, Huh, I guess. Every time I think that I want to eat outside of my planned meal times, I think of it as an urge. I figure it's a remnant of the binge eating disorder still being there, because it hasn't gone away. We talked about how it would help her to use different phrases to specify the types of thinking about food before meals. She might think, I'm hungry, or I'm thirsty. Or she might specify, I need a break, I could use some fun or even I want the taste of blank. Her words were still echoing in my mind when I spoke with Heidi in my next appointment slot. Heidi's the woman I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, who wasn't fighting back at all against the temptation to binge once it came to her mind. Rather than think, oh, there's the urge, game over, I suggested we tried calling the notion of spending the afternoon eating junk food an idea And if the idea came to her, we'd evaluate it just like other ideas and see if it was an idea she wanted to follow through on. She loved it. So I'm offering it to you, my listeners. If the idea of eating a lot of food in a short period of time to feel better comes up, you have the option to respond to it like a suggestion a friend just made that you don't really think you're going to go with. Now there's an idea. Doesn't mean I want to do it. For laughs, it can be helpful to throw in some other silly ideas, like so. You know, I could get my children all facial tattoos. I could buy six pot-bellied pigs as a surprise gift for my boyfriend. I could eat a whole box of cereal, then a quart of ice cream, and then replace them so no one knows. You know, if I throw out my clothes and buy new ones each week, I'll never have to do laundry again. I could go downtown and lick doorknobs on every retail store just to see if I catch anything. Just ideas. All of them. We are fountains of ideas. Good ideas, bad ideas. Don't worry. You're not going to carry out all those bad ideas, so it's not harmful to come up with bad ideas. Again, I want to share with you one more idea I had lately, and I think it's a good one. I got the idea that hearing actual coaching calls might be helpful to my podcast listeners. So if you think it's a good idea or a terrible idea, let me know, georgiefear at gmail.com. And if you'd like a free coaching call so I could record it for the podcast, email me and tell me why you'd be a great person to record on a call. We won't share your name or any personal details about you, but I would have a recording of your voice, so... Your sister or mom might recognize your voice, even with no identifying information. Anyway, think it over, and I'll see you in the next episode.